Welcome back to Recap, the podcast where we cover some of these latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. <laughs> I, 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 I had to get in the spooky season because it's, yes. it's, it's past now, but we didn't do anything with the spooky season, so that's that's my thing. Yeah, so we were on hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, we try to find the news that matters most to our voters and in many ways to us, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act. On what they hear. I'm your host, Joshua Hyde, and with me today, still in the studio, so happy I can say that, are, I'll, I'll introduce them in reverse order this time, we'll do the boss lady of Pointcast herself, Miss Francine Dash, here she does. <laughs> She's the glue that binds us together. I'll take that. We have the greatest writer of all time. Yes. AKA... Trump Master 3000. You yes. never ever throw that back. You never throw it back. You never say no, 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 not me. Why would I? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, he, he's, he's not one to humble brag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And along with that, Professor X himself, Alexander Crohannon. Hey, he got music? We got shorter. He has a theme song. Actually, I mean, that shit's still a banger. It goes hard. Yes. Unnecessarily hard. So great. How are we doing on this fine afternoon? I'm trying to discreetly chew on this mint, so we'll see how long that lasts. Okay. I yeah. thought I'd stop my stomach from growling, so I have to. I, have to so I mean, I'm just happy that I get to sit next to Francine and she's once again hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that was a thing for a while. That was like a bit we had behind the scenes well, for years, actually. Just gonna to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just gonna have to take that. So. <laughs> That's great. Take the good, you take the bad. It is it is actually just generally very good to be in the studio with you guys, like doing this in person again. And like we we it's it's kind of sporadic because you know COVID. But like I once we stopped doing it like in person, I didn't realize how much I missed it until we brought it back. And I was like, damn, just like all of my in-person D D groups now. Like I forgot how much I missed being able to do that in person in comparison to doing it through technology because it's really just not the same. No. Place that. No. But the human interaction, interaction, yeah, it it, it makes a very big difference, even in like very small ways. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all for joining me. As uh, a brief summary of some of the things we will cover today, I want to talk about the fact that. Finding real human connection is hard. Finding a romantic partner to connect with is even harder. Many people looking for love have taken that search online, using sites and apps with algorithms to match them to someone of a similar mindset and with similar interests. One thing you may not be aware of is that the wide range of politics reaches even here. In some ways, it's pretty obvious. In many ways, it's not. Let's talk about it. But first, Professor X. Let's talk about these dunks. Oh, he gave it away. No. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you can cut that out, All Professor right. X. All right. Let's talk about the trends. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a uh, revisit uh, something we had talked about before, which was uh, the game stock. The GameStop stock. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yes. So, uh, you will recall, um, there was a, uh, 
There was a particular hedge fund that was trying to squeeze out the stock, so they had short sold it to zero. Yeah. Um, and this uh, caused... Um, uh, th so this was noticed by some Redditors on Wall Street Bets, and they were like, oh, short sold to zero, you say? Well, what if we just buy a bunch of it? Oh, like we just a bunch of us just just liquidate everything, buy a bunch of stock, and we just blow up this hedge fund. We just nuke it from orbit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was back in the uh, winter of tw of uh of twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's that's what I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, January, February, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, I say so uh, overnight. I say so basically overnight the its stock went from about like three dollars, three and a half dollars a share, to eighty dollars a share, and then plunged back down shortly after there to like ten dollars a share. But I want you to know, while Wall Street bets, let's say like may, like um like may have you know sold off like sold off on it. The Reddit community has not. To this day, GameStop stock is twenty eight dollars and seventeen cents a share. Wow. So they. Wow. So uh, keeping that shit up. Yeah. No, I say, I say, d is there any reason for GameStop to be at twenty eight dollars a share? I mean, no, not <laughs> if you look at the companies, you see the companies, you know, reports and like the the like the market an analysts will tell you like that th this is absurd. This isn't like this is illogical, and it's like, well, yes, but so is the stock market. We <laughs> like the stock. We like the stock. This was stupid then. This is stupid now. No, I I, I disagree. So I want to read a. I say I want to read a. Uh, uh oh, controversy. I okay, want to read uh, something from. Um, uh, this is from Wall Street Bets. Um, by a user by the name of a little magpie. That's perfect. Well, there you. Go. Um. So what naysayers <laughs> fail to understand is that we shareholders are slowly taking this company out of the predatory hands of Wall Street. And if you don't think Wall Street is inherently predatory, you're wrong and taking it into private drs hands. People can laugh about it taking a year, two years, etc. Go ahead and laugh, I say, but this has never been done before. A fucking subreddit owns billions of dollars in one company, and we will never let this company die. What the fuck is more bullish than that? Especially against the backdrop of a broader market meltdown that's erasing 70% of market value some from supposedly safe blue chip stocks betting against GameStop and the ride or die shareholders is a fucking idiotic at this point. People can laugh at short term ups and downs, but there's no question at all that this company has the financial backing of 200,000 retail and retail investors. Two years ago, it was trading at $5 a share. We are trading at approximately 20 times that amount post split. We've maintained wow. that floor for quite some time, allowing the company to leverage the new market cap to pivot to a new business model. The bear thesis for GameStop is dead, is not dead as long as we like the stock. Wow. I, I hate it. I, so. It's so confusing. <laughs> I don't get like the long game for the, never mind. Conceptually, so conceptually, movers and shakers, financial analysts, determine the fate of companies. Right. Your company lives or dies based upon 
its perceived return on investment to us. It's perceived value to us, which is measured by return on investment. Right. We don't, it could be the greatest company in the world. And if it does not uh, give us you know, sufficient return on investment, we will crush it. Mm. Right. And this is a, this is a, a community, this is a community of, of people saying, no, you reject your paradigm. Fuck you. But GameStop you will not take GameStop not from so us. I, so I this reject goes your reality and supplant my own. Market correction. This, this is, is consumer. Is yeah, this is say yes. This is this literally is, this is like cons- redditors sticking it to Wall Street. Yep, that's the point. That's the concept. That, that is the end game. GameStop, but they're not going to make any. Is, I guess the game that they don't mean it's to not make relevant. Any money. Say then, the right? the money is not relevant for right. say for the consumers. What matters to the consumers is we like GameStop existing. We can uh, we can question okay. you know okay. whether so GameStop right. you know should, like should is a. Uh, as a company, as an entity, should exist, and the people who own it, if they should continue owning it, and it was, these are whole other, like the whole other other questions. But the point is, it provides value to us as a community, and you can't take it from us. Wow, wow! And so, literally, a bunch of people put their money where their mouths were, mm-hmm. and they have, they, and they have put, to, they own. Say, there are people who say there are pe- every day. There are posts of people saying, I put my eight hundred dollars in. I put my eighty dollars in. I I but I, I just, own stock for the first time and I will never sell it. Well listen, I <laughs> applaud people showing off their collective monetary clout. However, I would probably love it better if that person put that eight hundred dollars in her own personal retirement. I mean account. Yeah. <laughs> to secure their own future that, that, or that in a, in a college money, yes. fund. I have spent $800 uh, on stupider shit. <laughs> granted, we all have. <laughs> However, <laughs> you know, it's, it's when you're making these conscious financial decisions, I just want to see people win. That's all. That's fair. But I say, like, but isn't this a win? This is, this is the greatest win. For we are, I say, we are you, a company. Say, it's again, supporting corporation where you know people are making money when their head is on the pillow and you are taking your bi-weekly paycheck and you're giving it to them but they're not taking pay cuts they're not you know i mean i just don't see the i don't it's like a giving all your love to someone who's not loving you back is GameStop loving the people back no definitely not <laughs> not and, and again I, I that, say, that's a twitch conversation respond. i say twitch i'll respond time. I don't know. They provide essay. I mean, yeah, they they're gonna they're gonna take your shirt if you uh you know you trade in games. But uh, they essay they sell. They are one of a few places that still sell used physical copies. That if I want sense. if I want Mass Effect Legendary, I say I I can't. I don't buy EA games. I don't buy Activ. I don't buy um uh Activision games. But if I want the Le- uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, know where I'm going to get it. GameStop. So is supporting GameStop assuming that no other company is going to pop up and see that there's a market demand and not provide it without people? Uh, oh, they definitely, there definitely won't be a new GameStop now because there's yeah. not enough of a demand to justify the market anymore. Oh, Especially so. since so much of So that's where the, this passion is coming from. Yeah. 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 Especially say, say, so much of the production of video games now is, has gone digital and right. it's going to remain that right. probably yeah. for the foreseeable future. Right. I got you. I got you. So like right. physical representations are 
Very important. There used to be yeah. more game companies. There used to be more companies that did what GameStop does. Mm-hmm. They have say, died, and GameStop is like the last dinosaur. Yeah, they're, I like, say, they're, I like, say. they're like Blockbuster. I say, yeah, I say, we, I say, yeah. Yeah. we, I say, we lost, I say, we so lost, this is a we lost Blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. No, yes. exactly. Yes. Yes. I say, that is the purpose. I have gone to many midnight releases of games at GameStop. I mean, this is these are true. Yeah, I I, say, uh, yeah. I, I went I to get, a Skyrim midnight and saw people dressed up in like full like Viking armor. Oh no, it it's, it's a thing. There were people that wild. camped out. Yeah, like, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of cool to me. I mean, I'm glad that they have that passion. When you explained it fully, I mean, I get it. I personally will not be joining them, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that they not only have the opportunity to do that, but they're doing it in such a way that it's actually getting them what they want. So kudos I, to them. Just because I I can, I want to share. Uh, my favorite GameStop release. So I was uh, not a very big fan of fighting games before Street Fighter 4. And d- you can just tune out in this part. Francine. I'm this, tuning this out. Is, I've already done you. it. <laughs> However, um, I like Street Fighter 4 was kind of the game that made me realize like Street Fighter 4 and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 were like the, the two games that really like ignited my own personal passion for fighting games. And one of the main reasons why is the fact that I didn't realize there was such like a community of people that cared about fighting games, especially here in Indianapolis, because what they did was fucking nuts. So they had like the game was technically like released because that's how that works. Like midnight releases are for things that like actually get shipped out usually a couple days in advance. So that way the, the source can stock it. And so they had like actual like TV set up and they ran physical tournaments at the midnight premiere. Yeah. Wow. Like it was dope as hell. Like there were like eight bracket tournaments on like four different TVs that were running for like three hours straight. I was there till like four a.m. playing this game that I still technically haven't even bought yet. Yep, it was dope as hell. Yep. It was so fun. Yep, and like you only see that kind of shit against. Yep. No, I mean look, yeah. <laughs> all jokes aside, yeah. Like I went to the midnight launch for Mass Effect Three, and that mess was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, we are all Huge. here because we are obsessed with Mass Effect. Huge. And we're yeah. like, what are your plans? To go home and play this game until I literally can't keep my eyes open at like two the following afternoon. Like literally, there are people who would like take off work for like a couple days. There was oh my god, Me. there there was a story. <laughs> so like, games and gaming culture has like been become so important to societies nowadays that like literally in Japan, the release of Dragon Quest Six, like the, the actual release of that game, because it came out like on I think it was like a Tuesday. The productivity of the entire company, like the entire country, dropped so much within the the rest of that week that games had to only be released. Like big, like big game releases can only happen on Fridays now. Yep. Because otherwise, people will just not do shit for the rest of the whole fucking week and just play games. Uh, it's so great. Yeah. I mean, look, I I don't want to get too far ahead of myself but i don't think i'm i don't think i'm the only person in this booth who's like is there like mass effect 4 shepherd's back liara's back bro you can miss me the rest of this week but actually you will not see me but at work actually, wednesday thursday like, friday if, i am if, out if it's con- if it's confirmed out. and it drops on a tuesday i'm taking the rest of the week off me and josh are taking the rest of the week off we will have the game beat 
by the time we go back to work Monday. Absolutely. Like, and I will have so much shit to talk. If you're like, we have to record a podcast on Saturday. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I have to catch you at the spot. Exactly. Son. We better, we better, you better pay for a different time slot. Yeah. I'm not going to be there on that Saturday. Yeah. I'm just like, you know. And obviously we've gone long, but yeah, like, GameStop is an actual cool relic of an era of community gaming that is going to die if GameStop dies. In yes. this country, yes. we really won't have a, the sort of stores where you can go and gather. And that's sort of what they are trying to turn it into, I think, is their plan is to make it a little more community-oriented. We'll see if they succeed. I hope they succeed. Because, uh, yeah, it really was a cool place to... To, to go for midnight launches or to yeah. go to like, like, look, I would go to GameStop and because the people there are all typically big gamers, like you go there to buy a game, you end up being there for an hour and a half. Like just like talking <laughs> with the people about like <laughs> right. a shared passion. Well, that's valid right. community. Actually. Yeah. That's a valid community. I yeah. think yeah. people are sharing common interests. And, yeah. You know, and, Passions like that. I think that's kind of cool, actually. Another place I've seen something very similar are bookstores. Like, yep. you go in to buy a bookstore, and usually people who work at a bookstore are people who also read lots of books. And yep. so, like, you'll come in, you'll go to the counter, you'll, you'll set a book down. Oh, I really like this. Have you heard of this other thing by that same author? Mm -hmm. And then it just goes wild. Or, or cuddle up yep. in the bookstores like I used to. People like don't do shopping. that anymore. It's yeah. like shopping for records in old record stores. Yeah. Everybody there is a a record, record head. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a, you can a go lot to of the these, record store right here things. in Broad Ripple, and like they're everybody in there is a record head. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so a lot of these things are like important to the community, and that's the reason why they're attempting yep. to be preserved. Yep. I get it. And I get it. Because of the cultural power of people, hopefully GameStop will continue to be a thing for a while. <laughs> I know that you have to move on, but I will say the one thing that is interesting as I hear everyone uh, speak on this is how much of an impact a small group of people with just this unified mission was able to make. Actually. Yep. Yeah. And this does tie into the conversation we'll have later. Because okay. you'd be better off choosing your partners by people you met at midnight launches than you would be. <laughs> but actually, though. So some well, of this is, uh, some of our eventual talking points are going to kind of get personal, at least for me. I don't know if yeah. you guys don't have to share anything if you don't want to. But um, yeah, like, Things like this are great ways not only to build community, but to find people, yep. uh, people with like-minded interests. Yep. And mm -hmm. interests, in my mind, are much more important than, uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll yep. I guess after later. the poll, yep. then. <laughs> now, uh, for those of you who weren't aware, Professor X actually had to dip out uh, for the rest of this show, so I'll go ahead and end this part for him. However, Anthony. Yeah. Trump master... I was about to Trump Master 69. Trump Master 3000. Trump Master 69. The truth comes out. That's right. That's right. Let's talk about Many the people are saying B, I'm B, the real B, Donald B, Trump. B, B, B. Many people. B, Your B, dulcet B. tones. <laughs> exactly. I knew it sounded familiar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is our poll from, uh, once again, from a few weeks ago. And as always, our polls are on our social media pages. We like to hear you guys uh what you have to say we like to interact with you so go there let us know what you think this one ian 43 and his wife miriam 46 have two 16 year old daughters jc and tamara who are twins and a 13 year old son jack for most of the children's lives ian has been the primary caregiver since his wife a healthcare administrator began to make more than he did as a general contractor 
Even though he owned his own business, Ian and Miriam decided that her job was more stable and provided all that they would need. So Ian set up set about his new life as a stay-at-home dad. When Jack was 12, Ian began taking on custom carpentry jobs, which paid significantly more than what he made when he was a contractor. With this news, Miriam thought he should start paying at least half of the bills and contribute to his own allowance account. So Ian refused to give in. Miriam took her husband to court for child support and won. Now Ian is paying his fair share, according to Miriam. He clearly objects. I wish people could see Josh's face. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So uh, Miriam goes on to say that Ian, always a gamer, invests heavily into his gaming, which he admits. But Ian also states that he is not the spendthrift his wife makes him out to be, but actually saves some of his money for a rainy day. Question was, what do you think? Should stay-at-home dad Ian have to pay half of the bills and his own allowance now that he is working again, or should Miriam continue to foot the whole bill? And should Miriam have sued her husband for child support? Josh <laughs> seemed to have feelings. He's got, I do. He's, he has feelings. <laughs> I, I do. Um, so there, there are lots of things at play here. Um, but like, one of my general beliefs in terms of like a family and a community is that if you are an adult that makes money, you should contribute to the household. Like that's just it. Like that, that is it full stop. Yeah. Now I, I understand why if he was not making money before, why he may want to have more of that for himself. I understand the idea of where he's coming from. Do I agree with him? Fuck no. If <laughs> if he's working, yes, he should pay bills. He should contribute to the money that he's using to buy his own things. If he wants to buy a gaming computer, fuck yeah, that should come out of his own money. Like, what? Why, why is that a question? But I think the greater issue here, <laughs> the, the greater, the greatest issue in this entire situation is the fact that it went to court. Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't we be responsible adults and talk about this? Why is this yeah. court mandated? That's dumb. Yeah. You guys are dumb. I, <laughs> like I, what? I couldn't believe it. What? <laughs> Like not 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 only the fact that it went to court, but like she was gonna win. What there, there's no there's no situation I can think of and where she wouldn't have won that yeah. court case. But the fact that that court case exists in and of itself speaks more to their relationship than any outcome ever could. Yeah, and that's a problem for me. Like yeah. I can't think of anything that I would disagree with my wife on so much so that I would take her to court about it. Like, cause yeah, that, that's my that's, wife. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We are married. Right. Yeah. Like it'd be one thing if like we weren't and like, uh, there were, there were actual, like possibly move out and leave me with child implications right. happening here. But like, we are legally, we are legally married. Yeah. Right. Right. What? Yeah. How is this a question? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so I just, I, I can't, I can't see a world in where him not contributing makes any kind of sense. Yeah. I mean, look, everything you said is, is exactly where I'm at. I mean, you owe it to your house to contribute, but given in what we said about like the ages of the kids, these people have been together for at nearly if at least 20 years. Yeah. And 
a very basic financial question has led to court. <laughs> like that's wow. Like you, what you need is a maybe a a counselor, yeah. perhaps more than a court. You you probably have some stuff you need to talk about. Maybe because yes. look, maybe Miriam always kind of low key felt some sort of way about him not working, and maybe they agreed that it would be best. But maybe she was never totally like, I never really liked this arrangement. And I just, you know, it becomes baked in. Yeah. And now that he's back to work, it's like it's bubbling. I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt and think like how you would get to this point. It's probably because this arrangement wasn't totally comfortable, but you never really talked about it. But if, I, I, it wonder where she, well, I wonder where she got the expectation, though. So to me, it sounds like there's parts of the story obviously missing. But she sounds like she has an expectation that he would do those things and his expectation seemed separate or different from that but like why though why did he have a different expectation right. and that's actually a really like you have to communicate <laughs> like well i have to show my ignorance i didn't know that married couples could take each other to corporate child support mm -hmm. i didn't know that that was possible yeah yes um so when <sighs> this came up i was kind of floored and I, I also wondered what it must do to their marriage after the fact. Oh, like, yes. how do you, how do you have no, a marriage? Yes. Like, how are you guys? We're not gonna have a marriage. Buddies on everything <laughs> now. When, when this has happened, like, um, like it, th this, this kind of situation is only really a thing that you would see if the marriage is already being dissolved. That's like, what I was. Gonna, that's like why you if, can do it. Yeah. If, if, a, if, as an example, like someone is, like, has moved out, right, and like. Uh, right. is no longer contributing right. because they have their own situation. Right. Uh, then it would make sense to take right. someone to court right. to like get the money that you would. But right. they're to in the same house. Exactly. They're, they come right. home and see each other every night. Exactly. They, the kids and all of that. So like, right. Yeah. I what, mean, what, I, did the, what did the twelve-year-old daughter think about this? Yeah. Like right. what? I think I'm with you guys on the fact that I don't understand what the angst would have been with him wanting to contribute in fact you know wanting to contribute right i get the whole thing about wanting that extra money what have you but there is something you know as a as a parent as a uh as well as a former spouse i i actually enjoyed being able to contribute and, same and help to meet the needs of my home so it felt like that was missing a little bit in translation here so I agree with you guys. That should be something he wants to do. But also, I'm bothered by the whole court thing. I just don't think that's good yeah. for family. As you should be. I don't. I don't see how that ever goes. How do you forgive and forget that? You don't. <laughs> that's. You, you just don't. Every yeah. argument that's gonna You're going to come up yeah, because like, he hasn't. He has a standing order. Not that. Not. I'm not saying that he shouldn't contribute. But now he has an outstanding order right over him right that's requiring him to do whatever i don't know what the details of the order are but but that's that's a big deal and and i think the the biggest problem that i have is that sets a precedent because now yeah. anytime we disagree i'm taking your ass to court so you can do the thing that i want you to do well, what's what's stopping him from doing that to her though i don't know presumably nothing <laughs> yeah yeah. Maybe a desire to stay married. I don't know. Relationships <laughs> are just so weird. This is not the way I think marriage, and not to judge, but I'm judging. That's that's not a team. I always see husbands and wives. You guys are like 
yeah. a team. Your team won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you you argue and bicker in your own way, but when you go out, you go out with one right. voice. Exactly. Right. And that's this unfortunate. Is how it's supposed to work. That is unfortunate that that's not there. So. Don't take your spouse to court. That's the takeaway from recap. Don't, please. <laughs> if you if you don't hear anything else today, <laughs> don't don't turn regular don't, arguments. Please do not take your spouse to court over an argument. Please handle that shit like adults. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we won't have stuff to talk about. <laughs> right. We don't want to hear your story and have to talk about because you on I this will show. find you. Correct. <laughs> we will know. Yeah, I mean, people don't realize. Like, I guess maybe we don't actually ever say this, but. The circumstances in our polls are, are, are actually Francine pulls them from the news. She pulls them from headlines around the country. And maybe sometimes around I'm guessing the world, yeah. around the world. And we change the names. And you know, some of them even come from like the innocent. But, yeah. But this is like a real story. Like there's someone out there. Who, who like, you know did what actually have this happen? Take my husband to court over child support. Mm-hmm. This is I a live real with story. Him. And, he, rate, and he stays at home. I, <laughs> I, I hope you, if, if this is you. I, I hope if you're listening to this, you don't feel as though we're bashing you, even though kind of we are. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I feel like there are other things you could be focusing on uh, other than the, the court aspect here. I don't want to beat this dead yeah. horse any more than we already have. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that is our poll. Like I said, they drop every Friday on our social media pages. So go there, find them, respond. So, uh <laughs> It's it's funny that we <laughs> we had this conversation because uh, again relationships are hard. Yeah, finding relationships is hard. Yeah, maintaining relationships is hard. Yeah, like, connections with people are probably one of the hardest things that you do as a person. Yep, like creating and maintaining those connections, um, and so it makes sense that people want help with that in any way, shape, or form that they can get it. Like we've heard the story of. Uh, the wingman a number of times when people are going out and attempting to find connection themselves and doing whatever they can to increase their odds of success. Mm -hmm. So taking that to platforms, just like how we took our, our media to platform social media um, again, makes a lot of sense because there's lots of technology that can be used to make that better. However, (laughs) there are many ways in which this can and does go awry. Uh, We talked a lot last time about how being able to filter out people based on discernible characteristics leads to problems. We see this kind of same behavior here. Um, And not all of it is politically motivated, but a good portion of it is let's talk about it so let's start with generally the obvious (laughs) Uh, one of the major lines you see drawn in almost every dating profile is your political party no republicans no democrats no whatever like it's usually one of the first things you see in a profile yep other than shit that is just straight up problematic, like no blacks. <laughs> so, um, in, in many ways, like I said, like that, some of it is incredibly overt. Like people's political preference plays a, a large role in what they're looking for in a partner. In other ways, um, you see, you, you, 
I think I'm trying to remember one of the specific things Alex mentioned. When you have the ability to like choose a preference, you're always going to do that, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And one of the issues that that tends to create, especially in the dating realm, is that you find specifically like-minded people. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, this is another, uh, I didn't get to get to this last time, but uh, some of for some of these, I have some quotations from a couple of people that I've talked to about these topics, and I'm going to go ahead and share uh, one of the ones here. And it kind of echoes what I believe one of the main problems with dating sites and other apps are right now. And I kind of want you guys' opinion on this. All right. Um, one of the not-so-obvious downfalls of these platforms is that they effectively reward closed-minded thinking. Instead of getting to interact with people of diverse backgrounds and mindsets, people will naturally choose to find others that think like them and share their beliefs. That means this will continue to perpetuate things like racism and discrimination, even if that isn't the direct intent on the user's part. This functions similar to a Facebook echo chamber. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Except these are like dating pools of people that may or may not continue with their own relationships and then have children that they will then pass these beliefs onto. Yeah. And so one of the ways or one of the kind of the things that I want to talk about is that in many ways, these sites, these apps, these platforms have a way of influencing our thinking. Yeah. Agreed. And I find that to be incredibly problematic. As you should. But why yeah. do we why do we think it's problematic? The same way I think the way that social media is being used is problematic. We we have said a number of times that social media as an idea isn't bad. It's the people who use social media that make it unfortunate. Just like getting help finding someone who's also interested in pottery mm. as right. a as a thing isn't necessarily bad right but when you start to filter out things that will open up your own thought process that then becomes problematic you are you are mm. optimizing the benefit out of your experience yeah but that's the way individuals operate you know when people stick in their comfort zones i don't disagree with you in fact i fully agree with you and a mature dater will do what you said to do someone who's just looking to stay where they are who they are comfortable in that space they're not going to do the work you know they're not going to put the time in they're not going they're not trying to be anything other than what they think they are. And they're certainly not going to try to find somebody really authentic because that'll mess up everything. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, so, but I agree with you. It's just how do you get into the individual's mindset to get them because that's where it all comes down to, right? How do you get to that influenced individual mind to get them to see, you know, dating in a different way perhaps? Mm. Yeah. Well, and I mean, starting like the dating app doesn't really care if you're happy. Like that's like, it doesn't the, even matter if you're paired. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> no. Right. It's goal is to, I <laughs> to said this in the chat is to make you keep using it. It's not optimized for you to like find a partner 
who you want to be in a long-term relationship with. I'm not even saying marriage, but someone who you maybe date for eight, nine, ten months, two years. It doesn't want that. It wants you to keep going back to the app every single day. And keep swiping. And keep swiping and keep, and keep swiping. swiping. It, it, it will send you matches. It will send you pairings. Even if you are currently dating someone, it will keep sending you, like, would you like to date this person instead? Would you like to date this person instead? Would you like to date this? Like, hey, yo, I'm current. I am currently at a date. Like, <laughs> can you chill <laughs> for, like, one evening? No, it cannot. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I find uh I I use Tinder myself for a, a portion of time and like I had this experience myself. Uh and the reason I attributed it to a Brazilian steakhouse is because you know Brazilian steakhouses have that right. like stop and go uh, like right. steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I wish okay. there was a way to like put the dating app on red and right. say like, Hey, like I have had sufficient meats. Right. I would like to eat my food before you continue offering me more food. Right. Please. Like I'm good, son. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there are can, supposedly apps. I'm not an app person, so I'm going to show off my app ignorance, but I see commercials where they say that there are apps that in themselves or something like that. I don't know how it all works. Yeah, there probably are some, but it's not any of the dating ones, that's for sure. <laughs> not any of the big ones that people are using. So, like, that's the... And it does this by just offering you arbitrary... What It just offers you matches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is what it is interested in. And you go, so now it is Well, not assigning. matches. It doesn't offer you matches from my... From, it, I, it offers you options. Yes. <laughs> right. And right. Yes. I've had several uh, friends on these apps with mixed results. Uh, some of them not so bad and some of them kind of scary. You know, yeah. both male well, there, and female. There's some scary fucking people out there, first <laughs> yeah. off. Full yeah. stop. So for me, it's, it's not something I'm, I would be interested. It's not to knock the thing, whatever works for people. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying about right. getting people to look for something. Right. But it does allow people to shop without guilt right because one of the things nobody wants to be the bad guy right like i don't want to be seen as totally you know if i am i if i'm looking for certain features in a guy and the nice guy shows up i don't want to be the heel of a woman right that turns right. down the nice guy just because he's a half inch below the mark right or something or, right or maybe right his portfolio isn't you know as it as i would think it should be deep down in the recesses of my mind you know you you want to think that you're going to go for the nice guy but people are selfish yes, they are. I mean, here's something that I, and i think this goes to kind of what you're saying something i find funny about these profiles is the information on the profiles is like information you would not gain without multiple dates Correct. under normal circumstances. Correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you would not know this about a person if you met them in the street. You'd be like, I don't know. I think you're bluntly, I think you're attractive and I would like to date you. You go on a date and you start asking questions. Mm -hmm. But the dating profiles are like, here's five dates worth of information immediately with no context. <laughs> it's like, but that's and it's coming from that one person's point of view. Yeah. Right. Like, right? I think I'm a feminist. I think I'm awesome. Are you? <laughs> now that I've talked to you, you, I think. Are you, are you, are you sure you're not you're secretly lying. a misogynist? <laughs> are, are you, you sure you know what that word, the word. Yeah, I'm just... a feminist, and I think what's best for women is to be barefoot in the kitchen. And I'm a feminist because I think that's best for them. Are you a feminist? Are you? In my own head, I am. The dating profile doesn't know you're lying. Yep. Or that you could be misinformed. 
Right. Because again, not all of it is actually malicious. And no. I think that's that's one of the things that I often uh, hear because I, I also have several friends in the dating pool. I also am getting into the age where almost all of my friends or a good number of my friends are uh, like sustaining long-term relationships yeah. and like getting married and but uh, um, I, I have also heard from people who are using things like Tinder, Bumble, you know, things along those lines. And it's kind of weird. It's it's almost like peacocking. Like mm -hmm. I want I want you to believe, regardless of what you believe, that I am a good match for you. Mm -hmm. So when my profile shows up, I want you to believe I'm someone worth talking to. You and know, that happens yeah, on both sides. It does happen yep. on both sides. And I will say that in my brief encounter, of course, I have to stop living through other people. I will be bold someday. <laughs> but um, from what I have seen, you are selling yourself yeah. on yeah. there. You're, you you're selling yourself and, and you're competing against other people for the attention of whatever your ideal is. I truly believe, based on conversations I've had with both men and women, and even my daughter who tried to convince me to to take it seriously i believe that there are some sincere people who are really looking for a partner mm -hmm. uh, and these artificial devices kind of make it weird you know and they're dropping all kinds of stuff out there and <laughs> some of it is just crazy yeah. yeah you know some of it is they they say you know uh if you're not from texas no need to respond or if you're not a white woman then no need to respond or if you're not a and part of me says Hmm, that's crazy. But the other part of me says, you know, they have a right to choose. If they, listen, if crazy wants to cooperate and go in community with crazy, I still let crazy happen. You know, there's room for all sorts of communities. I don't want to be a part of that community. But I think we should save them I, themselves. Well, I, I, think I think that I need to know where they are so I know that there's some parts of a commu of community overall you don't travel to. But if this guy is has a big old rebel flag tattooed across his... Oh, this is funny. I had a black girlfriend who this guy, he had several dating platforms. And one, he only wanted to date black women. He's a white guy. On another one, he's showing off his southern roots and he has a big rebel flag on his chest. She didn't know that from the first one, right? And I guess he thought maybe if he won her over that wouldn't matter to her but things like that you know i, I mean it, sometimes people screen themselves out and that's not a bad thing I, that's all i'm saying and, and, and you know what like people outing themselves is not actually a bad thing if your goal is to find an actual partner but we've seen that the, i in many situations that's not actually people's goal now um Enough I guess I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was ignorant about this. Thing. It's okay. It's okay. Um, to be honest, there, there's a lot of it that I don't understand either as mm -hmm. someone who's been in a committed relationship for like more than a decade. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I want to kind of relate this back to one of my initial points. How do we see these, these lines of thinking mirrored in the lines of political thought? Because you see a lot of the same thought processes when people are picking like their political right. party you know or what? like candidates or things right. along those lines. That's a good point, you know, because it's sort of like, think about it. Like, think, imagine all of the politicians are on 
the politician app and we're exactly. picking and they're like setting up their profiles uh-huh. like showing and, off their and, tattoos and, huh? they're, huh? and they're peacocking <laughs> and talking bad about these other people who they don't want you to vote for and like right. that th- there's a lot of similar thinking that is being used in both cases okay this now is this terrible. is a problem I, I i now see the problem this just makes me not vote <laughs> yeah like thinking about voting this way makes me not want to ever you vote. better like, be out on I'm tuesday not, this is you, this is terrible. The idea of like yeah. Donald Trump and Joe Biden being like swipe left, swipe right. Like what? No. But that is what happens. I mean, that is what this is now. That is a good that is Especially a good, as they that. move on to social media and they and they like and, literally set up profiles. And that is exactly the reason why I think uh the the politics right. of uh online dating really do affect how you see your candidates. And the candidates that you pick. You know what I think about? I just thought about, and I don't know if anyone's ever seen this show. The world you're just, it's like we looked at Black Mirror and we're like, that's a good idea. <laughs> you ever seen Black Mirror? I've not seen Black yeah, Mirror. You I should. have. I, it's I, like I, we looked at the world of Black Mirror and it's like, yeah, we should do all of that. Actually. What's bad about this? <laughs> we should create this world. Now I'm going to go see it. It's like a dystopian it, world it's on, where like tech has just, where tech has yeah. destroyed everything. It, it is, it is absolutely <laughs> worth your time, but I need you, if you're going to go into Black Mirror, yes. you can cut this out if you want to. If you're going to go into Black Mirror, you need to go in like completely cognitively aware. It is not a show that you want to watch like in the background while you're doing something yeah. else. You oh. need to be paying attention. Yeah. Going blind and focused. Correct. Yeah, because I do do that. I do five things. Oh no. Yeah, I, I know you do. That's why. That's why I'm. <laughs> now, show of I will put down all details. my technology and pay attention. Yes, but this is that. I mean, like, it, it's also something that's really yeah. fun to watch with someone else, so that way y'all can see what you see differently. Because there've right. been a, a bunch of episodes that me and the wife have watched where we kind of came out of it with different ideas, and through talking about it, we've kind of developed a new understanding of the topic as a whole. Right. Because it's it's very it's very relevant to today's America. Yeah. They have an episode that deals with like like digital profiles that you can like rank people on. Uh-huh. That, like that is an explicit really? episode of Black yes, Mirror. Actually, it's like, like this is bad. Don't do this. Completely taking the piss on online dating. It's wonderful. Wow. <laughs> completely, totally. Yeah. Wow. That might need to go away. I don't see how it's benefiting. People, now, so. uh, aside from all of that, hopefully y'all learned something today. This episode this podcast has been brought to you in part by lei productions a studio for podcasters and musicians and of course pointcast news to listen to any of our other podcasts please go visit our website at pointcast.news or you can also find us on apple podcasts also be sure to like and follow us on our facebook page for more podcast articles and polls like we covered today thank y'all for joining me today in the studio thank, thank you. you all for listening at home we will see you next time josh out Thanks, Brandon.